everyone, and welcome to episode 24 of the Social Liability Podcast, the only podcast where two middle-aged men sit around and review the news so you don't have to. <laughs> Essentially, that's what, yes. it's, that's what it's become. This, this podcast originally started with us bitching and moaning and complaining about something that was affecting us in our lives at that particular moment, to us reading news articles and talking about the people that violate the social contract that we all agree to live by. But we throw in our own little nuggets of and, and pearls of wisdom. I mean, like, we really do. We don't just leave people high and dry. We're not like, you know, a substitute for Audible or like some ASMR shit. Oh, dude, have you tried listening to that, some of that ASMR stuff? Actually, yes. And I'm not, I'm not a fan. Like, I don't like the way that slime sounds to begin with. Like, I find it vile. I So, like, I, I cannot my wife tell will you... watch these fucking YouTube videos with fucking people, like, playing with slime and shit like that. And I'm like, no. Like, don't even turn that on in my presence. I find it. It's, like, offensive to four of my five senses. Dude, I, I there is actually a term for it. And I, I can't remember what it is right now. But I literally get so unnerved listening to somebody eat. Listening to oh, the, me too. Listening to the sound of someone's mouth makes me angry. I mean, I'm not just disgusted oh by God. it. I am angered by it. I, I get like just mad. It's ridiculous how mad I get about it. So the other day, I, I'm like getting an alert on my phone, and uh, I, there's a new video on Kanachan TV, which for those of you who don't know, is Asuka in WWE. She has a YouTube channel. And she did an ASMR video of her eating. Uh-uh. No, sir. I will not click on that video. <laughs> I turned off notifications just because I did not want to see that happen again. <laughs> oh, man. I don't blame you, man. That, that, would, that, that would just... It would be the evolution of anger for me. If I, <laughs> well, you want the evolution of anger. Oh, I, came, I came in here to set up for the podcast, and... Uh, for those of you listening on the audio version, such as like Apple Podcasts or or Spotify or Anchor or anything of that nature, you may not know there's a video version as well, and we put it on our YouTube channel. And I went to load everything up, and uh, my ring light broke. So <laughs> if you're watching the video right now, it is extremely dark, and there's nothing I can do about it until I get on Amazon and buy a new ring light. So, you know, sucks to be me. Uh, I could have done what I did last week where I was just had a, uh, a face rig going and it was a cat. But I don't think Buck liked that too much. Mm, wasn't, wasn't my favorite. It was funny. But nevertheless. Uh, so... It was, just, it was just hard. It was just hard to follow you. It was just hard to... Like, it was really, really difficult to gauge your facial expressions because it was a fucking cat. <laughs> so normally, normally when I start like ranting or like, you know, whatever, whatever, I look at your face and I'm like, I can tell. I'm like, all right, I better shut this up now. But with that cat, man, it's like wallpaper. <laughs> I, just, I just couldn't get a reading on it. I was just like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> I was still hitting the button on you, though. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I just it just wasn't the same. Yeah. So this morning, I uh, I actually went on my Facebook page and I went live for a little while and I, I was kind of giving people the business about uh, you know making sure that if you know somebody who's doing something creative such as a podcast or a YouTube channel or starting their own business or or doing a charity event whatever. That it's important if they're your if you're gonna be friends with these people and support them and preach that you're supporting your your friends, that you actually do it. And there's ways to do it that don't cost you anything. And I went on this long rant about it, uh, and I think I'm gonna make a new video just for our YouTube channel. So if you uh, do a search for uh, the Mount Moon Crew on YouTube, you'll find our YouTube channel, which is kind of interesting. For we got some ideas for some new stuff coming out on there. So. Uh, if you could subscribe to that, that'd be helpful. But reality is we could really use your support in helping spread the word about the social liability podcast. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It really, cause our numbers kind of fluctuate a little bit and we're not doing it cause we're looking to get rich by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, cause we're not, uh, to date, I believe I have, I just checked. I believe we've made 18 cents on this podcast there, Buck. Man. 
dude. Oh man, we can get some penny candy. We can get some penny candy. No, not anymore, man. It's 2020. We can't get penny candy anymore. If we get like eight or nine more listens, we might be able to get like a tootsie roll. Though I, I will point this out. This is kind of interesting, and I know you've read this already, but I'm going to read it for other folks. Uh, we got a message from Rose Sex Sexina. I, I'm, I apologize if I'm butchering that because this is really cool. Oh, I love this. I love this. Hey, Buck okay, and Raz. Hey, Buck and Raz. I am in love with Buck just because of how he talks. I mean, if we ever meet, which is probably one in a million chance because I'm from India and you are probably on the other side of the globe, judging by your accent, you are probably going to have to deal with a maniac. <laughs> also, yes. love, also, love the concept you guys are doing because I am a media communications uh, student uh, currently and there is a subject I hate and I used to read articles about sex and stupid people incidents like these from uh, from the paper whenever it was called to present a paper and cheese off the professor so much. <laughs> well, I hope you guys uh, keep this up. I'm planning <laughs> I'm planning to uh, send this podcast to that very professor, so don't disappoint me. Well, Rose, we're trying like hell. We are. Um, the one thing we ask everybody to do is you know, share it with a friend. Rose is sharing it with a professor. That's fine, too. <laughs> So, just make she sure. even stroke my tail feathers, man. I love that. <laughs> uh, we do say that you make sure you do it from a socially acceptable distance. However, um, you know, keep the six feet distance, wear your mask, but still tell a friend. Unlike our first story, uh, written by the oh boy, <laughs> well, anti-gay pastor who blamed homosexuality and quote lack of virgins for COVID nineteen has died. From COVID nineteen. <laughs> so, wait. We can just we can just blame the lack of like the lack of virgins for a global pandemic. Like that's that's where we that's that's where that's where the wheel of calamity has ended on virgins. Okay. <laughs> No, lack of virgins. <laughs> An anti-LGBTQ televangelist, Irvin Baxter Jr., has died from COVID-19. Irvin Baxter Jr. That just sounds like a televangelist, too. I kind of wonder if it's a... Or somebody from a boy band. Yeah, or that. <laughs> In March, Baxter claimed that a lack of virgins and homosexuality was to blame for the virus. He said 5% of new brides in America are virgins. That means 95% have committed fornication. Well, at least he's good at math. He also cited uh, <laughs> 1 Corinthians 6, which opposes homosexuals and the sexually immoral. Baxter continued, God may be using this as a wake-up call. The coronavirus may be a privilege, because I will tell you right now, there is a much bigger judgment coming. Baxter appeared on the Christian show End of Age, uh, he was he was a founding Pentecostal pr Christian organization, End Times Ministries. Okay, you know most most Christianity preaches love and acceptance. This guy's like fire and fucking brimstone. Ends of times. To each his own, I guess. As worth noting, <laughs> Baxter was a staunch Trump supporter who said he's opposed he, uh, those who oppose Trump are not only deeply inhumane but also satanic. Uh, Irvin Baxter Jr. was 75 years old. So there's a couple things here. <laughs> um, just just a couple, right, Raz? Just just a couple. Just a couple. But I want to start at the, at the very end, the last line. Uh, Irving Baxter Jr. was 75 years old. At what point in your life, you know, what age do you have to reach before you quit calling yourself Jr.? I will tell you, for me, that came at age 20. Yeah. That, you, you, are Buck, my, my, you are Buck Grundle Jr. Well, I mean, like, my, my real name, I am a junior, and my father and I had to import a car from the United States to Mexico. And the law down there at the time was that you could only have one car imported in that country in your name. And I already had one. Well, what do you do? You... <laughs> so my dad and I went to the DMV, and he had senior removed from his. I had junior removed from mine. 
and he imported the car for me in his name, and I kept it down there because it was just under <laughs> it was just under our name, no suffix. So you know, I stopped calling myself Junior at age twenty. Well, <laughs> so this guy, uh, you know, you, 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 you're a prick and you die a prick. I mean, this is all there is to it. Uh, to each his own. I don't care what you do. I don't care what type of genitals you like. And if if you care what kind of genitals I like, that's a problem because why do you care? <laughs> Seriously, why do you care? Right. Uh, but I mean, this may be a wake up yeah. call from God. He says, "Well, God said, wake up, Junior. You're gonna die now." <laughs> it, well, I mean, that's such the opposite of a wake up call. <laughs> I just, yeah, if you die, <laughs> that's like the antithesis of waking up. It's like that's even more opposite of waking up than going to sleep. <laughs> this guy is just way off. So let's keep moving from the bottom of the article up, I guess. So it's worth noting Baxter was a taunt Trump supporter who said those who oppose Trump are not only deeply inhumane, but also satanic. Okay. Just because someone doesn't share your political beliefs makes them inhumane, deeply inhumane and satanic. Well, I, I can say that my wife and I are diverged uh, pol- from our political affiliations very much so. Uh, but I don't think of her as deeply inhumane or satanic. Um... I know you and your misses are are somewhat uh, differing in your political stance. Do you, do you see her as deeply inhumane or satanic? No. As a matter of fact, I am I am completely apolitical. I have really no stance. I don't research the stuff. I don't pay attention to it. I don't really even care. So politics never even comes up as a conversation piece in my house. I won't allow it. I mean, that's just it. I just don't, I, I don't even allow it. <laughs> the, the, the comments of uh, politics and religion do not, do not get discussed in the body of the open lodge. <laughs> no, no, they do not. And it's a good freaking rule. And you know what? If everybody would discuss politics where politics are like warranted, warranted and nowhere else, politics wouldn't be as big of a sham as it is right now. Same goes for religion. You know, there, there, there's a time and a place and I don't consider my kitchen the time or the place. That's just it. Fair enough. Okay. Let's move on. To, let's just move on to our next article because gay bashing aside, we need some humor in our lives and we're going to go across the pond to a brawl breaks out in a Tesco egg aisle during Remembrance Sunday's two minutes of silence. Oh boy. That cracks me up. That oh. just cracks me up. <laughs> you know what I just did there. Anyway. <laughs> that's why that's why I was trying to like stifle my laugh. A brawl broke out in the Tesco egg aisle as horrified shoppers shoppers, uh, watched on during the two minutes of silence. A woman described hearing a commotion as everyone else in Middlesboro, uh, Trunk Road Superstore in South Bank, had paused to pay their respects. It is believed that violence erupted after a woman who was ordered to shush by a customer during the silence held on Remembrance Sunday to honor fallen servicemen and women. One mortified shopper said, We all stood the still, observing the two minutes of silence, when we heard lots of screaming and shouting. Everyone was looking at each other, and we're like, What's going on? I heard one, someone shout, You're disrespecting my mother! Uh, it all went south when they brought Mama onto the field to play. <laughs> He added, all the staff started running towards the egg aisle. (laughs) I asked someone what was going on, and they said a woman who had asked another woman to stop talking through the silence, and the next minute they knew they were fighting each other. We got a... This is no yoke. (sighs) (laughs) 
you know, I, I wasn't going to bring this story in, but <laughs> there were smashed eggs all over the floor. <laughs> it was definitely not <laughs> something you see every day. <laughs> well, no shit. <laughs> yeah, what the shell? You know, I can only hit the button so many times. <laughs> That's why you'll eventually have to laugh. <laughs> I only went in for a chicken. <laughs> a Tesco per- spokesperson said, we would like to thank the police for their swift assistance following an incident this morning. <laughs> That's what we're going to, you're just going to call it an incident. <laughs> so, I mean, they probably had a, they probably had a flock of police officers in there. Oh my God. What is with you? I just can't. I cracked myself up. No! <laughs> Stop! I think he's having a heart attack. No, I'm just laughing at my own joke so hard. <laughs> God. So, this is what COVID does to the handicapped, man. I'm socially distanced in my home like Rapunzel in a tower. Of course I'm going to laugh at my own jokes. <laughs> well, at least someone's laughing at uh, him, I suppose. Of course. Hey, you know what? I'm my own best audience. My dog <laughs> thinks I'm funny enough to not jump off my lap when I tell a bad one. Because where else is it going to go? And you bribe it with food. House, that's why I keep my house so cold. <laughs> if I'm the only warm spot it can be. <laughs> nice. That's... that's <laughs> <laughs> so uh, nobody likes me nobody likes the shh but god dang is it enough to start fist fighting over you know <laughs> i've seen tables turn and bingo alls who the hell knows what could happen in the poultry aisle okay but we, we oftentimes bring up our time together in prison uh not not as not as residents <laughs> but do you remember what the, the 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 battle cry of almost every single freaking fight was? He disrespected me. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> so you're no better than a couple of freaking uh thug inmates if you're you're breaking into a goddamn fight in the shopping market because uh someone disrespected your 2 minutes of silence. You know, I just I just want to know how fighting is a good problem solving or problem resolving technique to disrespect because fighting in and of itself is just disrespectful. It just, it just is. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you disrespected me. So I'm going to disrespect everyone and create a huge freaking scene. Yeah. And I'm going to smash these eggs. Yeah, cops could be out solving a crime or some shit like that. But no, they got to come over here because I got all ass hurt because you don't know how to keep your mouth shut. So I'm just going to make, you know what? If you can't be quiet, the shit's just coming down from the rafters. Blam. Blammo. Egg all over the place. place. Uh, Down with the system. Oh. Just stupid people, man. I mean, uh, this person's not, not conforming to what I want them to do. Okay, give them the shh, and they tell you to fuck off. What do you do then? You just shut the fuck up. I mean, is it really worth it? Is it really worth it to you to start swinging? Yeah, I'm not going to get what I want, so I'm going to throw a tantrum and start a fight like a bunch of fucking toddlers. You know? Yeah, because that's what children do. Mine are fighting in the next room right now while playing Fortnite. Is that what you want me to to compare you to? <laughs> okay, so <laughs> we're gonna stay on our, our our chicken theme for a little longer. I hope I hope you don't mind. A little. No, no, I'm always down with a little foul play. Well, good because a woman demands free of Chick Fil A after claiming she is an FBI agent and gets arrested. <laughs> Ooh, ooh. Yes, indeedy. So, 
Authorities arrested a woman in Dallas, Georgia, after she allegedly tried to convince restaurant workers that she was an FBI agent and should get free food. When police officers arrived, the woman apparently continued to claim she was a federal agent. Kimberly George uh, Ragsdale? Yeah, let's go with Ragsdale. Attempted to get free food from a Chick-fil-A by pretending to be an FBI agent. The Polk County Standard Journal reports that this employees were apparently not convinced and called 911 to report the woman. According to the news outlet, it is not the first time Ragsdale has attempted to get free food and has threatened to arrest people <laughs> if they don't provide the food. Okay. What? So if you're going to pretend to be an FBI agent or a police officer or, or even a forestry service agent, I whatever... Maybe you ought to try to be a little bit believable. Maybe. And uh, I don't know if mm. I've ever seen a police officer, a corrections officer, a probation officer, a sheriff. I've never seen any of them demand free food or be arrested or have a beer arrest you. I don't know. We used to work with a guy who didn't he like uh, falsify traffic stops at a hairdryer? Or was that somebody at the DOC Academy who did that? That, that was me. I, I would. <laughs> I had a big ass camcorder, and I would sit in. No, and... no, 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 no! I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the guy who drove the, the Crown Vic. Oh, and parked it with a. Yeah, I know who you're talking guy. about. I know who you're talking yeah, about. Now, you... yeah, yeah, that's. Well, let me let me clear up what let me clear up what I did too. first. So, <laughs> I would literally because I had a car that looked like an Impala. It wasn't an Impala, but it looked like one. And I had this old camcorder, and I would set it in the freaking window, pointed on this one street, just to watch people slam on the brakes coming over the hill, because it made me laugh. <laughs> That's all I ever did. That it just made me giggle. And no, we had, we we worked but, with a guy that would actually try to stop cars and yes. use a hair dryer. Yes. What he did was he got an old Crown Vic, and he actually put letters on it. It was called Patrol One. Ah. <laughs> uh. I guess it was. It was Patrol 1. And he drove it to work. <laughs> Every day. He did. And he took Patrol 1, and he got a security gig at a trailer park, rather large trailer park, where he was doing essentially their their HOA enforcement. He would go around, check people's grass and that kind of stuff. But he would drive around. Uh, he told him he was a private investigator, which he wasn't, because you had to be a private investigator due for higher security. Anyway, uh, and he would try to, uh, he'd have a ticket book, and he would try to pull people over, <laughs> and he, one day he started coming to work with a duty belt on, which we all had duty belts on, because we had our tools on there, like our handcuffs and our, our, our lights and everything else, and, but he showed up with a holster on his, and he put his keys, his cell block keys in the holster, and told the, the lieutenants, oh, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a key silencer. <laughs> the reality was he was, when he was leaving work, he was getting the gun out of his car and going around and patrolling the trailer park. And then one day I, I got a call at 10 o'clock at night. It was from uh, the deputy, one of the deputy wardens. And it was just a call that says, I need you to report to the 911 center immediately. Don't call anyone. And I said, is this a cert activation? Because I was on the cert team at the time. Just get there. Click. And I was like, what the hell? Do you ever... For context, for context, for context, the 911 center was literally 1,500 feet up the road. Yeah, it was a little bit further than Just, that. It was a quarter but mile. But what, what it, it, 1,500 feet, quarter mile. I yeah. mean, like, whatever. So, I mean, But it was over a hill, so you couldn't see it from the, from the facility. Um, I got there in you know my cert uniform thinking that we have a riot or something and there's cars everywhere they called back every single staff member and what it was is they were having a shakedown of the facility in the middle of the night so we were searching the entire facility top to bottom with every single member of staff and the cert team was on standby for when stuff got out of hand but one of the things we did was <laughs> we lined up all the inmates in the corridor 
uh, while we had the dogs go through the, the various housing units. And it went up and down, sniffed the inmates, too, until it got to the CL. <laughs> and that dog started molesting his pocket. <laughs> oh, yeah, that dog was going batshit on him. They're trying to pull the dog away. The dog's like, no, there's drugs here. <laughs> and uh, he wasn't there much longer after that. <laughs> Thank God. No. But that oh, was... he would have got somebody hurt, man. That that guy would have got somebody hurt. Well, dude, there was a plan to take him, like wait for a certain day when he was working a housing unit to take him and a specific nurse hostage. They were waiting for the day that those two were both in that cell block at the same time. I remember. There I was, remember. There was a plan. So, yeah, we're lucky to have been to, to have averted that crisis. But, yeah, I remember Patrol 1. The inmates loved Patrol 1. <laughs> I remember when that dipshit locked his keys in his car. And he got to the point where he was just, like, over it. And he's like, well, I'm not calling a locksmith. I'm just going to break out the window. And I was like, uh, he's like, no, I'm just going to do one of these little windows. I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't do the little window, man. Don't do the little window. Those are even and more expensive. Like, oh, yeah. And he did. He did, like, one of those little front, like, vanity window things, like, right next to the uh, to the side view mirror. He busted one of those out with his asp baton that he had in his work locker, which was not approved equipment for a regular block officer to even fucking own. But regardless, that's what he used, and it ended up costing him like four hundred and fifty bucks to replace that little ass window. And I was like, you "Should have just called locksmith, <laughs> or had an inmate bust your car open." For I was you. gonna say, <laughs> we work at a freaking prison, man. You could just gone down to work release and been like, "All right, which one of you fucking, which one of you fucker steals cars?" <laughs> like, we work at a prison. Like, you could you could get the shift commander to authorize that. Like, get a work release inmate to come out and jimmy your car open. It would just be a funny story to tell a guard mount. But it no. would be. <laughs> dude, dude, dude breaks out a $450 window to get into his car, dipshit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Well, let's go back to dipshit behavior that's not related to us. Oh, yeah. Because we do let's have. Let's go to Chick fil A. Let's lady. go back to Chick fil A lady. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, according to the news outlet, okay, it's not the first time. When officers arrived, Ragsdale reportedly continued to claim she was a federal agent. She allegedly told officers she did not have identif identification because her credentials were electronic only. Officers placed Ragsdale in handcuffs and arrested her. She then reportedly pretended to talk into a supposed radio in her shirt, reporting that she had been arrested and that the FBI needed to send someone to the Rock Mart Police Department. In a statement obtained by the Polk County Standard, uh, Rockmart Police Chief Randy Turner said, We are thankful of the observant and professional staff at the Chick-fil-A who knew what to do and gathered the info needed for us to make our case and to catch her in the act. We would like to inform our citizens to call 911 if someone is claiming to be an officer if they aren't in a marked car or in a proper uniform, or if they don't have proper credentials. Uh, according to the police report, Ragsdale was charged with impersonating a public officer. Man, that's just... That's... I got such a problem with that. I mean, I remember when we worked at the prison, I'd go into, like, a Rudders or a Sheets or something to, like, go get coffee. And they'd be like, oh, nope, you know, coffee's free for, for police and first responders. I was like, no... That's not that's not me. I'm going to I'm gonna, I I will pay for my coffee. Like I appreciate it. Like I would not take it because you know our our uniforms look like police officer uniforms. They kind of sort of did. I mean like we had a quality embroidered patch. If if you you know, I mean like if, if the average citizen might might have mistaken it because you know our our shit looked like the sheriff's departments in a lot of ways. But I still like I just I felt icky about that. People would be like, oh, yeah, you know, go ahead. Coffee's free for first response. I'm like, that's not me. Nope. I'll give you my buck 89. You know, here you go. See, I'm also an EMT, yeah. so I didn't feel such as icky. I didn't feel as icky about it. Well, well, well you, but see, you were a true first responder. I was simply a turnkey. Like, that's all I did was I just, I went, I, 
man, when 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 shift when shift change happened, I was like Fred Flintstone, man. I slid down the tail of my dinosaur, pulled the fucking bird feathers, and hit that parking lot. Like that was it. You know, I I what I did for a living, it did not merit free coffee. Fair it enough. Just in my opinion, it just it just didn't. So somebody going around like, oh yeah, you know, I'm with the FBI. It's like, man, lady, if you if you were hurting that bad for a chicken sandwich, like I got you. It's Chick Fil A. No, that's the thing. It's Chick Fil A. If you're hurting that bad and you go in there and say, listen, I don't have any money. Guess what? Oh, they'll feed. They'll feed you. It's Chick Fil A. They'll feed you. All they'll ask is that you say a prayer with them, and they'll feed you. <laughs> yeah. Even if you're not religious, if you're starving, it's worth a prayer. I mean, like... Nope, nope, entirely against my convictions. I'd rather starve. Or better yet, I was impersonating an FBI agent and talking to my shirt, and that'll work. That'll work. Yeah. I, I mean, like, you know, lady, when, when the ruse is up, I mean, like, the second you start threatening to arrest somebody for not giving you free food, the curtain has officially come down on your ruse. Whatever, whatever, like shred of reality you might have been able to cling on to in order to convince somebody of anything you just lost it if you don't give me free food i'm going to arrest you it's like no (laughs) no but sorry that's 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 not even lady (laughs) come on (laughs) all right well moving on we're gonna go down to what, what is this uh brazil yeah, Brazil. Uh, happiness does not depend on marriage. No, no, no. Brazilian man marries himself after his fiance breaks off engagement. This really kind of makes me like think of something you would do. Yeah, I think you would do this. Why? I wouldn't marry myself. No, but you'd you'd do something out of spite if your fiance left you right before the wedding. Oh, oh, I totally would. Oh, I totally would. Abso-frickin-lutely. Whereas me, I'm desperately trying to get my money back in some way, shape, or form. No, not Buck. <laughs> Buck nope. will do what this Brazilian doctor did, and it's going viral across social media sites for his high spirits after he married himself in a ceremony attended by his family and loved ones. Photos and videos of the wedding have delighted many online, spreading positivity. Dr. Diego Rabello? Rabello? R-E-B-E-L-O, Rebello. Let's go with Rebello. 33 went viral on the internet for his beautiful wedding that took place in a resort in Baja. Uh, B-H-I-A. I think think that's Baja, but it doesn't matter. Where he exchanged vows with himself in front of guests and followed all the rituals. However, there were some twists. Uh, He decided to go through with the wedding that that cost approximately $350,000 uh, BRL. I'm not sure what that currency is. After even after his fiance broke off their engagement in July, after a series of fights, footage from the special day. Is, uh, Go ahead. That currency is called the Brazilian real. Oh, well, while I'm talking, you look up the currency exchange. Uh, footage from the special day okay. shows him saying "I do" to himself in front of a mirror, surrounded by guests. In a post, he added that the difficult episode in his life has been taught has taught him that whoever wants to be with you will be with <laughs> watch the and he has and there's a video of the unique wedding ceremony here. Uh, good things about marriage uh, marrying you is that there are no protocols. You have the freedom to have fun any way you want. And am I wrong? There was a bouquet of flowers. Yes, he wrote in a post. Uh, where he is holding a bouquet and tossing it to the wedding party, a ritual ritual reserved mostly for brides. <laughs> it looks like he's like, throwing it to his mom and grandma. Uh, after the Wait. unique ritual at the wedding, uh, okay, another unique ritual at the wedding was that his grandmother tied a special bracelet around his wrist. Uh, as footage showed him taking off his en- taking it off of his engagement band. Uh, when God made his alliance with man, he created a rainbow. In a symbolic act, my wedding ring is a colorful sapphire bracelet to remind me of my alliance, uh, my alliances with a God creator and not with man. Uh, uh, what's that? 350 Brazilian real. 350,000. 
Yeah, three hundred fifty thousand. Excuse me, three hundred fifty thousand Brazilian real converts to sixty three thousand nine hundred seventy three dollars and seventy cents in U.S. dollars. Sixty four thousand dollars. Oh my God! Doctors make good money in Brazil. Uh, he specializes in cosmetic procedures. Well, that explains it. That uh, he said he still loves his ex partner and wrote a passionate letter to his lost love on the wedding day. We dreamed of this moment. It was meant to be a big day in our lives. We even played it like it was our secret place. But in the middle of the way, you preferred to stay and let me go alone. Here I am, honor my word, and still, I still respect you because I want you to be free to go wherever you want and stay wherever you want. So this guy is like the most positive dude ever. You might be like, have competition on the horizon here as from the not being able to call yourself the most positive person on earth. I don't know, man. I I think, I think you're right there. $63,000 just going ahead and being like, eh, you know, whatever. So you, yeah, you would spend the $63,000 to say, meh, this guy. <laughs> I really would. I really would. I, I would, if it were gone already, I would, but if it were just, I would, I, I wouldn't go as far as he did. I'd, I'd, I'd simply ask for a refund. <laughs> or at least go to the resort and have a good time at the resort and cancel the wedding. <laughs> yeah. Or invite my fiance's sister. Oh! That would be fun. <laughs> hey, dude, I got 63 grand to, to really be a passive-aggressive dick with. I mean, of course I'm going to be calling. I might even call up your mom. I don't know yet. I mean, like, hey, I mean, there's no hold barred here, you know. Well, on to our main event of the show. Uh, Florida woman busted for self-care outside 7-Eleven caught committing same events outside of a Popeye's. And thank God she's from Florida, because that means we get to play the music. Florida man, Florida man. Does whatever the fuck he can Makes headlines every time Florida's paradigm Look out Here comes Florida man Well, Florida woman in this case On September 30th, Vanessa Lee Jones Of Newport Ritchie, Florida Was caught in front of a 7-Eleven convenience store Partaking in front <laughs> In front of a little care Self-care To only make matters worse She was in full view of a man and his nephew Jones was arrested and charged with felony lewd and levacious exhibition, uh, though prosecutors opted to not pros uh, pursue any charges. She was released from jail on October 28th. Well, this past Sunday, Jones was busted again, committing the same kind of offense, but rather doing it in the parking lot of a 7-Eleven. Jones was caught completely naked in front of the restaurant's dumpster. <laughs> Uh, Man. According to police reports, the 38-year-old Jones showed no signs of being drunk or under the influence of drugs, and there was no evidence of mental health issues. Suffice it to say, Jones was arrested again and faces charges this time of exposure of sexual organs. So how... Wait, no evidence of mental health issues, yet you find this woman butt-naked in front of a dumpster. Um, that I believe the term is jilling off. <laughs> I don't care what the term is. If you are butt naked in front of a dumpster outside of any kind of eatery or convenience store or whatever, uh, the cheese is slipping off of that cracker. That's all there is to it. That That's... Yeah. Well, <laughs> and not only did she... Apparently she she's somewhat of an exhibitionist uh, because this this is her second offense. You think? A little you bit. Think? A little bit. But I I can't. There's there's. So not not all mental illness that okay. Let me rephrase. I, I'm trying to really be careful the way I word this so I don't piss off some sociologist that happens to listen to this podcast that studies sexuality. Just because she has a fetish that results in sexual gratification does not mean she has a mental illness, but it does mean that she probably has um, com 
compulsion control issues that she's not able to control herself uh, and and ha- just has to have that that rush to do with her fetish. So there is some kind of underlying mental health issue there that she just, even if it's not it's not the, of sexual in nature, but it's of compulsion control. I'd have to imagine. Nevertheless. I was going to say, Ew. wouldn't be Ew. isn't I mean, being naked and pleasuring yourself in front of a dumpster evidence of some sort of mental health issue? One would think. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, like, that might not be the actual underlying issue, but it it certainly should be an indicator that there's something wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and if you saw, there's pictures here, too, and... um. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't want to run across her in front of a dark dumpster. I was going to say, like, is there any sizzle to go on this steak? Or no. is it? No. 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 And, so it's not. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't belong in Playboy. It belongs on Jerry Springer, pretty much. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, probably indeed. I mean, I don't even think uh, Jerry Flynn would touch this one. Man. That's a shame. <laughs> That's a shame. You know, the same. <laughs> The same thing, actually, I've seen. So, uh, what was that? Two years ago now, uh, I took my sons to Washington, D.C. for the Pokemon World Championships. Pretty wholesome event, if you have, I do say so myself. Uh, we stayed in Chinatown, a very nice hotel. And um, on the way back to the hotel one evening after the day's events, I had to tell the boys, okay, you're going to look to your right. And that is the only way you're going to look. You're going to continue to walk forward, but you're going to look to your right. Because on the left side of the street, there was a butt-naked woman laying on the sidewalk, engaging in self-care. And people were literally just stepping over this woman and continue to walk on. Nobody gave a shit. <laughs> wow. She didn't even have, like, a cup out to throw coins into? She didn't, I mean, even like, have the, she didn't have the courtesy to be near a dumpster. <laughs> That's just... Man, come on. Ugh. But I, I think that goes to show that we do have a, a, a very... We have a very strong mental health problem in this country. And when I say this country, the United States is what I'm referring to because that's what my point of reference is. I remember in Pennsylvania when we were both up there, at one point they decided that all the mental health institutions were cruel and unusual and therefore unconstitutional and closed them all. So, yeah. so where did yeah, those, where did those where did those people go? One of two places: they either went on the street, or they went into the prison. So great! Now you have people who are untrained to deal with mental health issues, dealing with all the worst mental health issues in the state. Congratulations! You, was, you've done such a great service for the community. Good job. That was probably one of the greatest fuckaloos that we ever had to go through working in that place, man. Because you were right; we were grossly underprepared and undertrained for that kind of inmate that that's that's just it we you know you can outplan stupid you can outthink stupid you can outmaneuver stupid but when when you're dealing with mental health issues that it's unpredictable and it's sad it's, it it really really is because a lot of those a lot of those folks really shouldn't have been in prison period no, Period. there was one individual that every time he got out, the kids in the neighborhood would convince him to do something stupid and he'd violate his probation and come right back in. And the guy was barely coherent. I mean, you could not have a conversation with this guy because it was like talking to uh, a child high on sugar. And right. for some reason, our prosecutors in illustrious Adams County decided that you know we need to keep putting this guy back in prison because that's the only that's the only sane thing to do because obviously this is working right or like the guy who assaulted me you know i got assaulted one time in seven years no like if and i saw it coming that's the worst part i saw it coming but (laughs) but see the thing is though is that it should have never happened because the medical department messed up his meds guy was having a freaking fruit loop day I never had a problem with that guy beforehand, nor did I ever have a problem with him afterwards. It was just that one day. Yeah. And it was because his meds were messed up. Like, we were not prepared 
to deal with that kind of of an inmate. No. And the problem you run into in corrections especially, but law enforcement in general, but let's just let's just stick to corrections, is corrections, the, the qualifications for the job was a high school diploma. Yeah. That's it. That that, that yeah. was that was the qualification. A high school diploma and a pulse. And I'm pretty yeah, sure you could I'm pretty sure with one or the other they could have fucking No, there was no test. There was no physical, there no. was there was even a drug Nothing. test. There wasn't even a drug Nothing. test. Nothing. It was utterly ridiculous how easy it was to become a corrections officer at that time. I, I believe things right. have changed now. Um, here's your keys. Here's your radio. Wish you luck. <laughs> and that's what it was. That's, that's what it was. Yeah. And then you just then you're going to say, okay, you're going to deal with these mental health issues. Well, there were some people who they thought their job was to beat people you know <laughs> essentially that's what it comes down to they thought it was their their duty to oh this person talked back to me well time to use force and look what you end right. up and, and then you end up with you know the inmate gets charged with some kind of a assault on an officer or something of that nature and it perpetuates a cycle where they stay incarcerated for longer periods of time and when they get out now they have a record and now they have mental health, health issues on top of everything Oh my God, it was such a nightmare. <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't want to soapbox about it, but I will say this. A person's jail sentence is actually their only punishment. That's it. So if you're a corrections officer and you're working in a prison, remember that. Their only punishment is to actually stay confined within those walls. And, you know, to follow the, the rules and, and whatever within them. It, it is not fall upon you to punish a person as a corrections officer you don't get to beat them you don't get to talk you don't get to call them stupid you don't get to do any of that uh, you have to make sure that when you get there they're alive and when you leave they're alive you you are not allowed to impute your own punishments or justices onto people that is just not the way that this works no the, you know you are not there to punish them their punishment is being there simply as that it's that is it so, I, I, it seems like these episodes sometimes they devolve in us strictly talking about corrections. Other times it's, um, uh, it, you know, it's lighthearted in nature. And there's times like this where we just kind of like come back to it because there's funny moments, but there's also learning and teachable moments on there. And I hope that if if anybody's ever considered a, a career in law enforcement or they're looking at people that are in law enforcement and have a preconceived notion of them. Um, no, not everyone's the same. Everyone is different. And people's attitudes towards what the jobs are are varying like the rainbow. So don't paint everybody with the same brush. Just like in police and corrections and probation, there are some people that genuinely enjoy their jobs. I, I genuinely did enjoy my job. I hated the people I worked with, but I enjoyed my job. <laughs> I loved it. I loved every minute that I put on that uniform and went to work. I hated my fucking coworkers. <laughs> I loved my job, but I hated my coworkers. I'm in the same boat as you. That's but you know what? I mean it's because a lot of the people that we worked with were those knuckle dragging, pro magnon, stereotypical corrections officers that just really went out of their way to be a dick. Yeah, it's kind of and, funny because yeah. if you ever want to piss a CO off, call him a guard, and because it, it's essentially it's you know guards work at the mall. I'm a corrections officer. I did consider myself to be a corrections officer. I did because I I took pride in it. and I was professional in what I did. There was other people in there. I looked at them and said, "You're just a fucking guard. <laughs> You're a CO without the P. That's it. It's a cop without the P, jackass. <laughs> yeah, whatever." See, they, I never got that line. I only heard it used on other people because people never used it on me because I didn't walk around like an asshole all day. Oh, I did, but I wasn't, I wasn't an asshole to the inmates. No, I know you weren't. I thought that was funny. I just, I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I really did. The funny thing is that people had this like idea of like, how are you two friends? <laughs> yeah. People used to ask me that all the time. They're like, how are you friends with him? I'm like, because he is a nice guy. <laughs> like, that you want to, 
the all the things that you would find as good qualities in a friend, he exhibits them magnificently. <laughs> Whereas you do not, which is why we don't hang out. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like you can't round up the truth, bro. Like you're just a dick. Raz, not a dick. I'm going to hang out with the guy who's not a dick. <laughs> yeah. and, and my well, girl, dick, and my girl he, made you dinner a dick to me. Well, Hey man, I mean, <laughs> easiest way to, th- easiest way to get to my heart is through my arteries, brother. That's it. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. You know, Miss, Mrs. Raz brought food into the table. She brought food to the field of play. I was like, yes, we were breaking bread. That makes us friends. <laughs> Let us speak Spanish together. <laughs> See. Hey, you know what? When she when when she ends up like setting the world on fire in a good way, you know, I, I'm gonna be able to be like she would have never even got through college Spanish for me. <laughs> You're like, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. This guy made it happen. And she will make you blush in two languages now because of it. Mm-hmm. She does know all the good cuss words. <laughs> uh huh. And she remembers them all. She she practices it with me every time we speak. Nice. That being said, folks, that is going to bring us to an end of another episode of the Social Liability Podcast. We do ask that you please, 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 please tell a friend. I mean, is it really that difficult? You're getting all this free funny. I don't understand why. Uh, you you can't uh, just say hey, give this a listen. Ain't hurting anything. Or just, or even listen to it yourself. You know, that's a good start. It really, kind but of you know, is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like if you made it this far through, you've obviously listened to yourself, listened for yourself. So thank you for that. But come on, you know, share share us with a friend. Yeah, from you know, from well, a socially acceptable distance, because we don't want you to to cause the virgins to get COVID nineteen something something yeah. dark side. You know, <laughs> LGBT. You know, uh, excuse me. Um, I can't Q. ever get it right. LGBTQ. Yes. <laughs> LGTB. I swear. Non non cis non cis gender. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All, all all genders, races, we, we don't care. We can all make fun of people who violate the social contract we all agree to live by together. Together! In unity! Together. <laughs> and if you if you are a virgin, we're making fun of you. If you're not a virgin, no big deal. If you're a but virgin, you probably shouldn't be listening mind. to this episode. But if you are, you know, we'll excuse it. <laughs> you're not responsible for COVID. Don't worry. <laughs> That being said, folks, thank you very much for listening. We'll catch you next week on the Social Liability Podcast. 